Hello one, hello all, hello y'all. It's your best friend with a trash eating problem, Wolf the Dog. We are hitting you live from 694.2 PTBP. It is December the 6th, and the time is noon o'clock, my babies. Mmm, sounds like it's about garbage bin o'clock for your wolfy boy. Speaking of trash, earlier I took my dog, Wolf the dog, to go find him something to fill his little belly up with. But upon venturing outside, the sky suddenly darkened all around us for a little bit. Y'all ever seen an eclipse? It... It was like that, but, uh, a little different. It was real spooky, y'all. Wolf nearly shit his little old britches. Which wolf did that? I'll let y'all figure that one out. When I came back down to the studio, I found a note attached with a thumbtack to the inside of my door. It is emblazoned with a solid green triangle and says, For Wolf at the top. I guess it's this week's Howlin' with Wolf. It comes from user Chucklin' Boy over on the subreddit. He's an Android user but logged into iTunes on his computer to leave a review. This boy sure knows how to make old Wolfie blush. Chucklin' Boy writes, The cowboy years introduced a turn of phrase for dealing with the shitstorm. We called it a night at the opera. You boys have taken care of a few off screen, but damned if your debut isn't like the Mets' own debut, Faust. Something fitting, isn't that? And remember, the mission is over when the world ends. For all of you out there listening, be sure to stop by the subreddit. We are starting to see more discussion around the greater Delta Green canon, as well as game running tips and general show stuff. See y'all there. Wolf bless you, chuckling boy. You are my fire, my one desire. Believe when I say, if you want to write a message for Wolf to read on air, tag us on Instagram or Twitter, at PretendingPod. Or write a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and email us at PretendingPod at gmail.com. Fuck Mark Zuckerberg, it's time for the news. A tall, gaunt, humanoid figure with translucent skin and comically long arms asked Clark for the book. Keith shot it until it dissipated. A couple of city cops showed up to check on the shots fired at the city cemetery. John mentioned Marvin Glass and the city cops apologized and left to mind their own damn business. These heroes of ours then went to lay their fallen former co-workers to rest. Inside the tomb was a cloaked figure, an older Clark Bishop, chanting from a piece of ancient parchment. The words on the paper turned to little sparks that danced around, bathing the boys in a warm light. Clark charged at himself, only to grab two fistfuls of cloak and bonk his head smack into the wall of Ari Manstein's mausoleum, where an older version of himself just stood. Y'all, none of that made a damn lick of sense to me, but that doesn't mean I'm not hungry. Filling me up always is kudzu with no backbone. Come close, but I'd probably forget. Kansas, Illinois, Illinois, Arkansas, Oklahoma, uh, Iowa, uh, Iowa, Tennessee, Kentucky. Yep, Kentucky. One more. Does uh, corner, Nebraska? The corner hit us up toward the top. Nebraska. Somewhere. 
Nice. Nice. Got it. Nailed I didn't it. know we hit the the corner in Nebraska. I'm pretty proud of myself because yeah, I am uh, traditionally terrible at geography. All right, can you describe to me in great de- detail the state seal? <laughs> It's two bears. Describe. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Two bears. <laughs> two bears. Okay. It's just. Two I'm bears. gonna hit this vape one more time, and then uh. There's a. I'll hit my wait, my, do it outside. my vape. Well, because yours has too much, but mine kind of dissipates real do quick. There you go. Get out. <laughs> if I can find it in my pocket. Get out. I'm not gonna do it. Get out. I'm sitting Dude, down. Don't humidify the room. I'm making brown. I don't know even know right, where it is. Fight That's your it. nicotine habit. I can't do it. I refuse to do it. <laughs> What if I stabbed you with a mechanical pencil every time you hit your jewel? I would hire Philip Morris to sue you. What if you lost a sanity point every time you hit your jewel? That's <laughs> dope. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> Next campaign. The no vape campaign. I rolled an 87. I got that out of the way. <laughs> All right. Luke hit his jewel 365 times between... The last sessions, he is insane. <laughs> Certifiable. He's come back Can I get around. A couple uh, tenors. He's got four new characters to show off and go crazy. And go crazy, and immediately die from. Okay, let's see. Dude, I was okay. So I made a resolve not to drink as much last night because I was listening, like listening to this episode, and we were dumb. <laughs> <laughs> what this, this last one? Kinda like we. <laughs> The 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 man in black is like, you're here with the book, and then we instantly start talking about a second you, and then we don't like put it together. Right? I was like, God damn it. Anyway, hindsight. Okay. But I also forgot everything that happened in that episode. So good to listen back to. Mm-hmm. It is. Good to be embarrassed by yourself. It's important. Did you see? Um, Chuckling His boy. list of pros and cons. Oh yes, incredible. Pros: the the keepers' voices. Cons: cons the, the keepers', keepers voices. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? What was that post? I like that a lot. He just posted on our RPG. That one made me a chuckling boy. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Chuckle Hut. Are you guys ready? Yeah, I'm ready. We'll find out. <laughs> the three of you wake up. You just feel this immense pain. It's almost like a shock has just covered your entire body. Your stomach hurts. You just feel it all up in your throat. Your ears are ringing and pulsating. It's, it's dark. It's, it's cold here. It smells. What, what is that smell? It's, it's like savory. There's a sweetness to it, and your eyes begin to adjust. There's a pool of blood on the floor. The corpse of Ari Manstein is kind of in it. Her coffin is flipped over on the cold dirt. You look at each other. Blood splatter has speckled each of you. John, Kevin, Lee Pettymore, all in black tactical gear. Keith Vigna in his brightly colored polo and boat shoes. Clark Bishop in an old contention PD uniform, currently holding a thick black cloak. The shock begins to wear off and you feel a searing pain on your chest, on your back, on the bottom of your left foot, and inside your dominant palm. Is everybody uh, (laughs) left-handed? What was wounded again? Our chest, our back? Yeah. Pussy and our crack? Yeah, yes, all four. Uh, (laughs) It is the chest, the back, the left foot, and inside your dominant palm, I would assume you're all right-handed unless you've uh, specified otherwise. John Lee Pettymore kind of seems like he would be left-handed. Ugh. 
did it change right. when you went into Kevin? Oh, you're ambidextrous. I, I think it's, it's the it's the brain, not the body. So <laughs> your brain wouldn't switch handedness. I don't think he. So Kevin Kevin was left handed. So now you've got a really weak right hand. <laughs> right, he hasn't built up the fucking muscles. What a dick. Damn, dude. I know how to solve that. All right, Thomas. It's a lot easier to be right-handed, like everyone in the world. <laughs> Literally every person except freaks. for liars. <laughs> if you had struck, if you had trouble learning to write growing up, it's because you're a liar. Yep, my mom is left-handed, like a liar, and she uh, she always put the pencil in my left hand when I was growing up, trying to, to make try me to look, make you yeah. left-handed. Yeah, my, like me, son. My dad's left-handed, and. He went to Catholic school, and part of their thing was make trying to make kids right-handed who were left-handed. Wow. He also broke his ha- arm when he was a really young kid, and he still remained left-handed. He said it, that is how strongly it took to him. <laughs> the Catholics, they can instill some stuff. But not handedness, apparently. No. <laughs> okay, sorry. So, uh, Chest back, left foot, dominant hand? Yes, sir. Okay. You said the palm. Yes, inside the palm. Can I look at my palm? When you look in your palm, there are letters burned into your hand says T I L D E. Tilde. That's in Keith's hand? That's in all three of your hands. Okay. Do you boys have Tilde written in your hands? I do. Does it look burned in? Is that what you said? Burned. Yeah. I think I would want to check what our backs say, but it, I mean, I'm looking at my hand and then I'm looking in front of me and do I still see old Clark? He's holding the robe. I shake out the robe. Nice. Does anything come out? <laughs> um, His depends. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he's a he's a great sorcerer, but, but he's yeah, magic fully incontinent. <laughs> <laughs> Smells like real estate agent. <laughs> that we made shit his pants. Okay, so yeah. This takes me back. <laughs> yeah. Boys, my back my back is burning. Can we? Is, yeah. there, is there something written? Mine too, my, my foot. Here. I'll check your back while I take my shoe off and yeah. you check my foot. <laughs> and we play Twister. And- <laughs> Keith ha- struggles to rip his way too tight polo off. It hurts really badly as you pull off your way too tight polo as the polo's texture moves across the burned skin on your chest and on your back. Ow! And you all see that <laughs> on on each of your chests burned in are the letters M-A-R-V-I-N. Mm. On your back, it says D-R-E-W. And on the bottom of each of your left feet, it says M-A-G-G. I E. Clark, the bottom of your left foot, when you look at it, it also has this very distinct lack of skin, a discoloration. What do you mean? Like a. Like it's translucent? No, like the skin has been eaten away. Okay. Is it black? Yeah. And what's it in the shape of? A circle with six smaller circles. <laughs> uh, okay. Surrounding it. That's only on Clark's foot? Yes, it is. Gotcha. Do these uh, burns look like the Behold a Fool brand? They do not. Okay. These look much cleaner. Okay. I need everyone to roll a sanity check for me. Uh, 23, but I still failed. Oh, shit. I uh, crit fail with an 88. Wonderful. Thomas? 84. All three of you lose one sanity. Let's see where that puts you each. That puts me at 19. That puts me at 18, which is also 
my breaking point. I'm at 11. My breaking point is 8. All right. So what we have here is a new breaking point for Clark Bishop, a new breaking point that is going into effect now for John Lee Pettymore that he broke into on the last episode or two episodes ago. And then, fittingly, John Lee Pettymore, as well as Clark Bishop, both rolled over their power. So we'll see what that does moving forward. What we're going to do for this third and final breaking point for each of you, you're going to roll a D100 on the Call of Cthulhu 7th Edition Manias table. We're going to roll it three times and then choose. You can choose which mania you want to take. Okay. (laughs) Thomas? Go ahead and roll up some numbers for me. 61. 62. Okay. (laughs) And 51. All right. 61, kleptomania, the irrational compulsion (laughs) for stealing. 62, oh boy, ligyromania, L-I-G-Y-R-O, mania, uncontrollable compulsion to make loud or shrill noises. I really... Please don't do that one. (laughs) I really suggest... That one's called The Listener's Delight. (laughs) I really suggest you don't choose that one. somehow went down to zero Patreon subscribers. (laughs) Uh, Their podcast was chugging along just fine, and then all of a sudden it tanked. (laughs) So that asshole Thomas tried to go all Michael Winslow. And did you roll 51 or 52? 51. 51 is gymnomania, G-Y-M-N-O-mania, which is a compulsion with nudity. (laughs) A compulsion with nudity? Like it has to be nude? It says with nudity. With nudity. Yeah. So I'm going to take the stealing one. Yeah. That (laughs) That sounds like the most useful in an RPG. That absolutely makes sense. uh, John Lee Pettymore, John Kevin Lee Pettymore, now a kleptomaniac. Joe, do you want to roll three times for me on this table here? Let's see what you got. A 30. Okay. A 94. Okay. A 92. I'm not using these dice for the rest of the night. (laughs) (laughs) Or... Or you got out all your. Or you got rolls. it all out. Yeah, right. Uh, Thirty is colromania. C O U L R O mania. It's an obsession with clowns. Okay, interesting. Uh, Ninety-two. You said no. What was it? Ninety-four. Uh huh. Ninety-four. Theomania. Belief that he or she is a god. <laughs> that <laughs> might actually <laughs> make some sense here. <laughs> Interesting. And what was the third number? Uh, ninety-four. Uh, the ninety-four was the belief in God. What oh. is or the belief in God? You know, oh, thirty. Uh, nope. We the did other that one. one already. Okay, the ninety-two. Ninety-two. Uh, technomania, an obsession with new technology. I think I got to take the God one. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> That's the dopest one. Those, uh, th- that, seems, uh, that seems obvious. Re- read the phrasing on it one more time. A belief that he is a God. That's what I thought. Yep. <laughs> Pretty straightforward. Those are going to dictate your actions. Dictate, not so much, but help push you with uh, new objectives and persuasions. Oh, shit. <laughs> the three of you are in this still black crypt pure darkness and there is the corpse of Ari Manstein there's the coffin flipped over and then you know that outside of this tomb are still the three android men their corpses are out there what would you like to do Clark rushes Kevin and I'm trying to tackle Kevin 
All right. If the two of you could roll unarmed combat against each other to see who gets the upper hand. Can I roll firearms to see if I can shoot him first? Yeah. Is he rolling against my unarmed for that? Yep. I got a 41 on a 70. I got a 56 on a 60. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. Thomas rolled D10 for damage. Six. As Clark Bishop starts getting up, cloak in hand, he runs toward John Lee Pettymore. Uh, I'm screaming as I'm running toward him. I mean, that's just I'm just guttural yelling as I charge can, you. Can can I hear what that's like to put <laughs> to put me in? <laughs> okay, that spooks me, so I draw my pistol and fire <laughs> and shoot him in the thigh. Fuck! Ah! God damn, Kevin, you told me about that. It was old me. I saw old me. Who are you? Why couldn't you warn me about that? Who are you? Why are you trying to attack me? Fucking <laughs> God damn it. And I start to feel the blood pooling from the side of my hip. I see shots fired, and it's this <laughs> dimly lit place, but I see the big, loud flashing of the muzzle of the All gun. All three of you can't hear anything anymore. Your, ring, your ears are ringing. <laughs> I, Tinnitus is on the verge of happening. I rush I rush over to uh, to Clark and try to uh, apply first aid to his... Roll first aid wound. for me. That's a 37 on a 60. Roll a d4 and tell me what you're doing. Applying pressure with a, <laughs> with a, a 1. A one. You apply a one hit point amount of pressure to the wound, stopping the bleeding. Cool. That's what's important here. I am at 13 hit points. Okay. As I'm holding Clark's leg, I look at both of them. I'm like, why are you fighting? What is happening? <sighs> I look at Kevin. I'm, uh, Kevin John. I'm, I don't... I'm sorry. I just... I don't... Uh, I'm, I just, it just freaked me out. I just... Uh, I just... Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I look up at at Kevin John and I just have a look in my on my face of like what the fuck like John is just looking down at his body in confusion guys what the f- what the fuck j- did we just see are you- I mean we're all burnt up we got Tildy Maggie Tildy. Marvin why do I want Tildy oh shit oh hey Clark oh fuck I'm sorry brother appreciate I remember now it, it seems like I failed a sanity check or something but <laughs> But I'm sorry. I'm awful sorry for shooting you in the leg. We gotta solve this Tildy thing. I shouldn't. I shouldn't have startled you. I'm sorry, John. <laughs> well, you know who I am when I get startled. I just. I deserve to be shot real hard in in the hip. There, that that made sense. <laughs> <laughs> the most forgiving role playing wow, character yeah. that's ever existed. Remember, you think you're a god now. <laughs> Keith stands up and opens the door to the mausoleum to let some light in here and to get some fresh air. Fresh air pours in, specifically shining a nice light on the corpse of your fallen co-worker. I go over to Ari's body and kind of look at both my fellow officers and start trying to get her back into the coffin. That way we can just leave here without feeling guilty and go fucking figure some shit out. As you grab the lifter, the burn on your dominant hand just hurts so, like an open wound. It's so extremely painful when you go to grab her. Try, try kicking her with a foot that weren't burned. <laughs> I just power through the pain of it and lift her up into the coffin, shut the coffin, and I think where it's laying right here, good enough. Nobody else needs to come into this mausoleum anyway, so. Clark is going to limp over back to the cloak, and I'm going to pick it up and wrap it around my waist as a giant makeshift bandage. Absolutely. Was there a book that old Clark was reading out of 
or or he had a piece of parchment that he was reading off of. Is that anywhere uh, around here? Did that you kind of saw it as he was chanting? You you saw the page kind of burn up and then turn into these lights right. that danced around you. Any of you guys see what I guess what the words were? What the what the hell did he do? Well, I think maybe the words are on us now. Yeah. I mean. I mean, what does Tildy, Marvin, Drew, and Maggie, what do they have in common? Other than, other than you know, we all know them, but... This is what Old Clark is trying to emphasize to us. So these might be the four keys to what's going on here. These people. Do you think their locations on our bodies mean anything? If they do, I don't know what it is right now. But yeah. We can try to figure that <laughs> well, out. Drew, but... Drew's a pain in my back. <laughs> well... <laughs> 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 we thought Maggie was six feet under. <laughs> Keith, you saw Maggie, her body missing a foot, right? That's true. Yeah. Yeah, well, then, that, that makes sense. And I don't know what what the others would mean, but we have gotten so distracted in the past 40 minutes. Do you guys still want to go with this plan for Marvin Glass? I mean, yeah, I think we should still try to call those guys. I've got this handy wound Three here that makes it on. look like you guys shot me. Yeah, so that's, that's let's, true. Ooh, shit. Does yeah. it look like you guys shot me? <laughs> You're an even better Chewbacca. I mean, it doesn't make it look like we shot you. It literally is because... Hey, hey real quick. Because he did. What if we need to make these people eat these parts of themselves? Let's uh, focus less on that right now. I think. Do we you should. have a better theory? I don't have a better theory, but I think we ought to stick think, to the plan. You don't think we need to make Tildy eat her palm and Marvin eat his chest and Drew well, eat his back? I don't Maggie know where Tildy is. Foot. So, unless you have better suggestions, I say we get back to the police car as we were going to before we ran into the cops, ran into this crazy fucking long arm beast. Let's get in the car. Beast, you beast. Give them, Beast. give these FBI or not people a call and drive over to Marvin's and try to get some shit figured out before I, I we totally agree. So before we, can make we fucking kill each other. You can do whatever you want to once we get there. Well, no, you can't. We do this teamwork. We can but. talk about it on the <laughs> on the car ride, but we do need a game plan. Like say say it all goes off without a hitch and we're in. Then what? How about we get to the car first? Get out of this fucking cemetery. Yeah. How about that? Let's do I'm that. With you. And I st- I just turn heel and I walk out of the mausoleum. I start limping out behind him. You all limp out as the bottom of your left foot hurts so fucking bad with every step that you take and you limp past these three dead android dudes and you keep moving through these crypts these above ground tombs these mausoleums of the city cemetery and you make your way to the parking lot where there are only two cars present keith vigna's contention police department cruiser and clark bishop's silver honda accord Provided by the circle of knowledge. Do you have anything in your car you need to get out before we before we head on out? Any, let, let me any check. Books. <laughs> anything in that car? I'm gonna. Uh, I'll open up the uh, glove box. Yeah, as long as you brought your guns and your uh, couple phones with you, then uh-huh. you're good to go. It's all on my person. Should we make a stop by the city free clinic real quick and see if we can't get patched up by sawbones? They might ask us why we all have. That's why we go to the free clinic, not the emergency room. You know, they're they're. Well, you do have the best drive, so I assume you're going to be driving, and you can take a pit stop if you want. And then he wow, looks okay. at me. He's like, "What the fuck does that mean? You're I, the best driver," is what I yeah. meant to say. 
uh, I'm I'm hurt pretty bad, fellas. I wouldn't it wouldn't 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 bother me wouldn't at hurt. all. Okay, let's do that then. <laughs> beep 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 beep. Hey, watch out! Contention PD. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Welcome to the 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 city free clinic. Where all your troubles are hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Want to take another pass at that? Welcome to the free clinic in the in the city. You're where your all your free troubles are taken care of by the pain that stops. <laughs> Seems like something's been lost in translation. <laughs> I go up to the front counter. I'm like, "Hey, my buddy's hurt, and I got a burn on my foot. Can you help me?" Yeah. Of course we can help you. And I'm about five points shy of normal myself, if you know what I mean. So, <laughs> Yeah, sure. Go ahead and fill out these forms and wait in the waiting room until we call your names. I put down uh, Rex uh, Thrasher for my name. Very cool name. I put in Peter Dieter for my name. Clark writes down Clark Bishop and then, <laughs> and then looks at your guys' sheets and then just crosses it out. <laughs> <laughs> and he writes down... Uh, Blark Chisip. <laughs> <laughs> he writes down a uh, Chaz Fauntleroy. <laughs> Chaz Fauntleroy. Little Chaz Fauntleroy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, let's roll a bureaucracy check. Oh, hell yeah. I happen to have some of that. I have some of that too. I have 50 bureaucracy. I got 30. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. Whoever has the highest is going to roll, but the other two can roll to assist in this since you're all together. Okay. For each success, I'll give a plus 10% bump okay, to who's whoever's got the got highest. The highest. Uh, I've got a 40. I have 50. 30. I rolled a 16. Hell yeah. So we don't need it, right? So oh, yeah, don't you don't need, need it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just take care of business. And, sir, how will uh, what is the format on which the payment will go through on the, uh, on the forms? If you bill it to... Um, the First Church of Contention. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They have an account with us. Thank you so much for coming in. Everyone roll a, a D4 and gain that many hit points back. <laughs> what is that one I hand? Oh, there it goes. Four. Woo. Three. Woo. Three, but I only need one to get back up to max, so. <laughs> Give one to Joe. <laughs> Two. That puts me at a 16. I'm at 19. I'm at 25. You guys roll out back to the parking lot feeling much better. It's 2 p.m. The sun is high in the sky on December 6th. It's still a pretty cold day here in the city. Which cars did you bring both of them? I think we all hopped into the PD car. Oh, that's right. I was there. Mm -hmm. So what would you like to do? Okay. Yeah, it's time to Chewbacca it. We're going to (gasps) go. You guys were going to call while you went to Jim Cook's house to go look at the book. Oh, that's right. We're going to go to the book and then go to Marvin's. That's right. So, bring, 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 bring. We call the FBI in quotation bring, marks. Bring. I was just waiting for Taylor to finish ringing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you hear the a click, and then you hear an automated voice say, "Thank you for calling. For prompt service, please identify yourself and any associates." Keith Vigna, Clark Bishop, John Lee Pettymore III. Thank you. Has the incursion been stopped? No. Thank you. Has the incident been covered up? Yes. Thank you. Is that all? No, but I would like to talk to someone about it. Thank you. Is that all? I have nothing else to say to a robot. I would like to talk to the 
officers that I talked to a couple of days ago. Thank you. Is that all? Yes. Thank or, you. And the line goes dead. <laughs> yeah, that robot wasn't really in a negotiating mood. Not really. Wait, we, so does... We learned precisely jack shit from that. Fuck. Can I go pee real quick? Just piss your pants, Luke. I mean, they are yellow. <laughs> you can see a picture of Luke's pants on the Instagram page, at Pretending Pod. You can see I an after picture after he peed his pants. Only on Instagram. <laughs> Only on they Instagram. Got more yellow. I'll put it on Twitter, too. So, real fast, on my breaking point that I just hit, does that take effect now? We'll go ahead and just say, like, it'll take effect now. I know that, like, role-playing-wise, like... Because we usually... It was when we went to bed, so I, I wasn't playing it too hard sure. just now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can just evolve into your character from here as, as you move forward. Okay. Yeah. And then, actually, I said earlier that that was your final breaking point, but what was your sanity at when uh, you hit that? So, I'm now at 18, so right. that makes me go down. So, my next breaking point will be at 6. At 6. So, you'll gain another disorder at 6 sanity points. Uh, as well as, Thomas, when you hit your breaking point, what were you uh, at? I'm at 18 right now. Gotcha. And what's your power? Power is 12. Right. So, uh, then you'll also have another breaking point at right, 6. Yeah. Right. So, well, the now two mine, of you. Mine's at... Uh, oh, from earlier. From earlier, yeah. Sure. I think it's seven. Okay, cool. So your next breaking point will be at seven. And then Luke it just has one breaking point left. Yeah, uh, my next one is at eight. So yeah. after that, I'll be bing bong. <laughs> be a bing bong boy. You'll go insane forever. To join the ranks of all my other characters. <laughs> <laughs> Have we ever talked about regaining sanity? Can you do that in this game? You know, there is a mechanic in Delta Green for regaining sanity. Oh, and it's, it's going to the therapist, right? It is, yeah. So there's a couple oh, ways that yeah. you can do it. Because so, we did that in one of the Yeah, when we had a campaigns. campaign where we were like doing yeah shorter scenarios. Shorter scenarios with, with home scenes in between is how you traditionally play Delta Green, but I have given you guys no downtime in this campaign whatsoever. And downtime is normally when you would like bump stats train new stats you might like reconnect with your family go to the therapist any of those things we haven't done any of that we'll maybe try it on the next campaign to add that back in but for this one we're not going to worry about it and then as far as gaining sanity besides going to the therapist in a lot of delta green scenarios at the end there will be bonuses for sanity if you like take out a threat or whatever then you can gain sanity back i'm all for that but i you guys have only like done things that would lose sanity right? <laughs> right. <So. laughs> this campaign's not really meant to uh make you guys feel better in any way no. <laughs> all right cool so what is the plan you guys called and you were on your way we just got ourselves fixed up at the free clinic yeah we called uh didn't get to talk to anybody. Yep. Although you told them that we wanted to talk to them, and they said okay, and that would right. Yeah. So I, got, I suppose that we will wait for a call back from them. That could be. Um, I think they'll John, probably call any minute. I'm sure they will. <laughs> so John, I think you're going to be driving us to Jim's house. All right. Uh, while we're there, I want to tell you that um, we in the real world got. Uh, <laughs> These little notebooks from Joe, which have fun Missouri facts on the back of them. <laughs> and they list one of our five primary crops as forage. And none of us knew what that was. So I looked it up. And forage uh, are crops grown specifically to be grazed by livestock or consumed as hay. That was oh, my guess. That makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. 
To that doesn't have to go on air, but I just looked it up and I wanted to tell you guys now. To keep that methane pumping, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're an edutainment podcast now, technically This speaking. is actually, the. Uh, there's going to be a pretty heavy shift towards Missouri agriculture facts <laughs> in the coming weeks. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, might prove controversial to some listeners, but... Uh, if you didn't know, Kansas City is the largest uh, city in Missouri, followed by St. Louis, followed by Springfield. What? Uh, but 66% of Missouri is covered in farmland, so wow. we're lucky to not be farmers. It's a pretty cool number. Your family are farmers. <laughs> uh, dumb hillbilly farmers. <laughs> you can, you can pipe Rich, in. dumb hillbilly farmers. <laughs> <laughs> you can pipe in the Missouri Facts theme that we wrote. That's right. If you want. Yes, that we recorded earlier. Well, yeah. It's Missouri Facts well, and hey, we're going can, downtown. Uh, you can... <laughs> You can post the back of this on the Instagram so all our followers can get their Missouri facts. <laughs> it's between our listeners. Yep. If you want to know what listeners. the state animal or insect is, check out our Instagram. Don't Google it. But for, uh, <laughs> but for more of this campaign, keep listening right now as we stop talking about Missouri. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the I, the last we decided was to go to gyms. Yeah, we're going Gym. to gyms looking for that book and anything else that might be of interest over there. Clark directs you to the neighborhood that he was in earlier today, actually. And as you guys are pulling in, you see that there are flyers put up on every pole. And on each of these flyers is Clark Bishop's face. And <laughs> underneath it says, Clark Bishop, call cops if seen say, quote, violent EDP. As cops, we know what EDP is, and it means... As cops, you know that violent EDP... I don't have internet right now. (laughs) Why is the Wi-Fi down? I'll look it up. In the meantime, did you know (laughs) that the state fossil is the crinoid? Emotionally disturbed person. And that's a fun one because you can... uh, can, There's a lot of road cuts, you know, in the highways and stuff out through through the limestone of the Ozark Mountains. And you can go up there and just collect fossils. Crinoids, trilobites. Nice. Yeah. Dinosaur bones. Thanks not, for that. Not Fun typically. Missouri fact. Okay, EDP is emotionally disturbed person. That is right. And you're a violent one, apparently. All of that is probably correct. <laughs> you drive through and you see all these suburban homes look the exact same, but uh, Clark does point out one that says Jim Cook on the mailbox outside. There, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> As we pull in, I, I see one of these, and I'm like, Clark, what did what did you do? What are you, what are you talking about? And I, I point to one of the flyers on, on a light pole. Oh, shit. I mean, I, I, I woke up on the driveway here, and uh, there, was a, there was a jogger walking, walking around. He asked what I was doing here, and I, I, just, I just told him I didn't know, and I must have come off hanky to him or something. I don't know, but he he left in a hurry after I talked to him. I, Did you tell him your name or? I, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I told him I was an officer from contention. Next time you should kill him. Keith looks down at his feet, doesn't believe what Clark just told him, but shrugs it off and all human what Clark just told me. 
would that be against something of mine or is it just if he passes or not? You know, now that we've been rolling against each other for unarmed combat and now shooting each other, I think we could get to to a point in time where you can hume it against each other. So Clark, you would roll hume it. Or if he, like a liar, if he has a higher skill in persuade, maybe could he roll that versus my hume it? Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever is higher, I think. Uh, I got a 41 out of a 50 humit. I'm rolling I'm rolling on my persuade, which is a 40, and I fail. I'm not telling you the whole truth, but I'm definitely telling you essentially what happened, but okay. I am withholding something. You know, Vigna, I trust-ish him. I'm fine with that for now. Let's just get in here, get this book, and... Wait, before and- we go in, there's a few rules, all right? You don't step on Superman's cake. You don't spit in the wind. And God damn it, you don't mess around with Jim. Those are the rules. Uh, do you? You must. Did you? Did you know Jim very well, John? It's just a song, boys. Let's go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I look at both of them, kind of roll my eyes, and then walk into Jim's house. Uh, the door is locked. I use my lock picking skill to open the door. Ooh, dope. <laughs> An 11 on a 50. A crit. A crit success. Do you want to describe how quick and smooth you are? I flick the doorknob with my finger and it just pops open. (laughs) (laughs) Got the Fonzie touch. It kind of hurt my fingernail, but I kind of wave it off and uh, look back at the boys, open it up and walk in. As you guys walk in, the house smells kind of old, but in a nice, calming, familiar way. There's an upright piano in the entry. The living room has papers and binders strewn all over the coffee table, couch, chairs, the floor, really just everywhere all over this house. The sun is shining in through the window, illuminating a fair amount of dust that is moving slowly upward. Hey, Clark, do you remember where this particular book is? Yeah, Clark uh, starts walking toward where he last saw the book. Clark, as you walk toward where you last saw the book, you walk through the kitchen. You see that there is a, uh, the picture uh, that you saw in the fridge is still there and sitting out on the kitchen counter are the other items that you saw when you came through here last time. And then sitting out in the living room with all the papers and binders and stuff all over the place, you do, you see this big book. It's leather and thick and it has a symbol on the front that you obviously have come to recognize. It's the big circle. It's the circle of knowledge logo surrounded by six smaller circles. And the thick leather book has a girthy wooden bookmark and it is uh, stuck in the, in the, toward the back of the book. I pick up the book and I just kind of lift it. This is this is the one I was talking about. So was, is that bookmark, the, is that the only page you can open it up to? Last time, for sure. Uh, let me see if that's still the case. It is. Let's us try to open it. Well, can you try to take the bookmark out and put it in a different page? I'll give it a shot. As you try to do that, the bookmark won't go into any other pages, and it is, as if earlier said, as a magnet is almost keeping it away. What happens when uh, Keith and um, John try? When uh, the three of you are all now uh, fin- uh, hands and feet all in trying to pry this book <laughs> <laughs> open, uh, Keith is on the floor with his feet in the air, you know, kind of tugging on it and uh, trying to yeah. get the boat shoe grip on yeah. there. <laughs> we should see if John has any WD 40. Uh, Jim. I should see if I have any WD 40. Well, let's just take this with us. It seems. I don't really know. 
I mean, why are we even coming to get this in the first place? Maybe as an offering or something? Or? Will you describe to them what they see on that page that it only opens up to? Yeah, absolutely. So you, you, this book does open up to this one specific page, and it is uh, written all over. And over and over and over on this ancient parchment is the phrase, it is only through death that he may rise again. It, death, and he are all capitalized and drawn over this obsessive scrawl is a picture of a hooded figure that you just saw with a brilliant light shining from its maw. So Maggie told me that this is some kind of sacred text to their their circle. She called it her dad's book even, like it was maybe his personal copy or something. Well, hell, Clark, it almost sounds like they're talking about you. Well, now that I've seen the picture and I've seen me, (laughs) the old me, I'm starting to wonder that maybe uh, I'm uh, more important to their plans than I realized. What did it say again? Only through... Oh, it is it only is. through death that he may rise again. Hey, fellas, I died. That's what that's what I'm saying, oh. man. And, it's, and you rose again, and there's this picture in here. Just for a record, Joe didn't put that together until just now, and I got chills. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's some kind of... Are you some it's, kind of... It's like, almost... It's prophetic. You could be some kind of... Messiah, some kind of a child of prophecy. I've been starting to believe that more and more lately. <laughs> There's a manic glint in your eye when you say that, I, uh, <laughs> and I kind of it. I look the way the way that Clark said it, and what I saw in his eye. I kind of start to believe it too. <laughs> you also, when you're going through this, you do feel on your person you have an envelope with a letter in it that you found right here that you still have with you. What do you What are you touching your yourself for? Oh, I, I'd, uh, I've forgotten about this, and I pull it out. Fellas, this is a, I, when I f- was trying to pry the book open to another page, this kind of flitted out of the book, and I hand it to him. It is a letter uh, written by Jim Cook that in detail refutes, quote, the revelation of the overseer, end quote, calling it the scratches of a broken man. The letter then goes on to outline new guidelines, including the immediate reassignment of all members of the disposal unit. And at the top of the page, it says, faith through knowledge is just called knowledge. That uh, faith through knowledge bit there, that's uh, <clears throat> thats the, the motto of the circle. Hmm. Oh, okay. As you guys are standing around... <laughs> <laughs> You escaped me the first time. Uh, Clark, Clark, do you feel like you did a pretty thorough and successful search of these papers the first time you were here? It was so thorough that there was no chance of missing anything. Excellent. Incredible. That's why you are, no, were the best cop on the force. Now it's Drew. Well, I don't know. I think Drew might be... If we're uh, if we're sharing now, I laid out a couple other interesting items on the counter in the kitchen there. You can take a look at. We go take a look at those. As you guys go and take a look at those, Clark Bishop, you feel a drop hit your f- nose. Just a little wet drop hit your nose, and as it runs down to the tip of your nose, oh, no. you inhale. You kind of oh, and you snort in, and it is um, it's. It's vodka. I look up. You like recognize it. Oh yeah, there's a stain on the ceiling. It's pooling. You can see that the drywall is wet and bloop hits you again. Bloop hits you again. 
The two of you, as you go into the kitchen, you see that there are three items sitting out on the kitchen counter. There's a Ziploc bag containing two small items, a single tarot card, the devil, with several bullet holes in it, as well as a taxidermied baby squirrel. There's also a leather holster for a firearm. There isn't a gun in it, but there is a small bit of text tooled into the leather. It says, Scientia Mors Est. Underneath it, it says dash K, uppercase K. And then there's also uh, a ring. It's got some small little curly hairs on it. (laughs) Uh, It is smooth and silver with a little plateau on top. It is completely smooth with no markings. What are the items in the... Oh, wait. Are these all in the bag? No, it's just a a taxidermied baby squirrel and the tarot card with bullet holes in it. That are in the bag? Yes. The other two things, the leather holster and the ring, are just sitting out. I walk in to join the fellas. There's vodka dripping from the ceiling. Is this a two-story house? Nope. Mm. I think it was. Oh, it was. Yeah. I went upstairs to get pants, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, it's a two-story house. Is this a two-story house? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Absolutely it is. There's vodka dripping from the ceiling? Yeah. Let's Let's go go check it out. out. Before we go, I feel like there's a 30% chance that this holster belonged to Kevin. 33%, 33%, so I'll just take that. All right. And yeah. put it on my belt and get my gun. Did you find these and put them all here just because you... What did you think? I don't really know. I kind of wondered if that uh, squirrel was the work of Julie Maxwell. She was into taxidermy, but there's I was no thinking, way for me to know. As soon as, I heard, as soon as I saw that it was a taxidermy squirrel, I thought of Julie Maxwell and of that hat that I put on. Um, well, hat. Uh, <laughs> did you try the ring on? I don't think I did. Nope. Is it big enough to fit on any of my fingers? Yeah. When you slip it on, there's a uh, small glow on top of it on the flat part. And the glow shows a small logo as you slip it on. And the logo is an M created out of four double helices. Wish I would have put that on. <laughs> uh, do I feel any different having it on or just that happens? Nope. But now I, the ring race know where you are. <laughs> I look around. Uh, Keith, you recognize that symbol? That was on the uh, yeah. robot man we fought back yeah. at James's house. I'm pretty sure that probably has something to do with Marvin Glass, I would assume. Oh, that yeah, that could that could be. I mean, or Maggie. What's the, what if Maggie's making robots? What's the double helix then? Do you, does that ring any bells? Like, why I mean, it would be... other than uh, what we saw stamped where the penis of the robot should have been. But I mean, is that is significant to Marvin or Maggie in any way? Double M's. Other than oh uh, no, no, I don't know. I'm just I got Marvin on my mind, yeah. so just I uh, the shape of DNA. I don't know. So Marvin, I, I had a Marvin. I, I, so had, I had Marvin on my mind. I think. God. Wow. I had previously I like taken one of my shoelaces off to tie around my pants to keep it up. I take the other shoelace off, slip it into the ring, and we- and I'm wearing it around my neck now. Dope. Love it. Keith, I, I found that in a pile of pubes. It could. It, I. I am gonna assume that it was just squirrel hair. You just. I no. It was pews. You might just want to wash it. Midsummer spoilers. Well, I just kind of. I kind of shake, like while it's around my neck, I shake it off and hope hope most of the pubes come off. But well, at this some, point, there's some nice sunlight coming in through the kitchen window, and you can see the pubes kind of swirl around 
and the nice <laughs> the American Beauty song starts playing. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the here, the least I, one of the least concerns I have is touching pubes at this point. But uh, when was that ever a concern for you? <laughs> that vodka was dripping from the ceiling in there. I don't know much about like construction of houses, but that would have to be a lot of vodka upstairs to make it drip through the ceiling. Let's right? go check that out. Yeah. yeah, I'll head on up there. I follow behind him. As you guys go upstairs, you are walking through. There's a couple hallways, some rooms, a couple rooms, a bathroom, a closet. But you start to realize as you're walking in these doors that the vodka is spilling from a place where there isn't a room that could actually put you in that spot in the living room. Can I just put my ear to a wall that I think would lead to where that vodka would be coming from? Yeah, as you put your ear to the wall where you think the vodka would be dripping from, you actually do hear a slight static noise. But if there was a room there, it seems like it's been maybe walled off or something. I think we search for a door. Well, we either search for a door or it's not there anymore. We need to bust in through After we don't find a door, we can bust through. But Would tapping on the wall reveal a door if there was one or you know just a simple search rule <laughs> kind of what i was envisioning with the three of you uh working together let's have the two assist the one with the best search as we did earlier with the health that was unnecessary i've got the, a 40 uh, i've got a 50 i've just got the basic 20 98 we're not gonna find this door it doesn't even it can't yeah, get it me down matter. to 50 i could have found it with my search roll i rolled a 13 I mean, we could have both helped him, but it's still the 78. You know full well that there is an open room on the other side of this wall, but you cannot find a door to get there. I want to use my athletics to just falcon kick this wall where there's not a stud. Roll athletics. 43 on a 50. Nice. Keith's foot is stuck in the wall. (laughs) I helped to pull him out. No, no, no. Push him through. (laughs) 